0: chapter nine of lucinda by frederick schlegel translated by paul bernard thomas in 1914 this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter nine a reflection it has always struck my mind how extraordinary it is that sensible and dignified people can keep on with such great seriousness and never tiring industry forever playing the little game in perpetual rotation a game which is of no use whatever and has no definite object although it is perhaps the earliest of all games then my spirit inquired what nature with a capital n who everywhere thinks so profoundly and employs her cunning in such a large way and who instead of talking wittily behaves wittily may think of those naive intimations which refined speakers designate only by their namelessness and this namelessness itself has an equivocal significance the more modest and modern one is the more fashionable does it become to put an immodest interpretation upon it for the old gods and the contrary all life had a certain classic dignity whereby even the immodest heroic art is rendered lifelike the mass of such works and the great inventive power displayed in them settles the question of rank and nobility in the realm of mythology this number and this power are all right but they are not the highest where does the longed-for ideal lie concealed or does the aspiring heart evermore find in the highest of all plastic arts only new manners and never a perfected style thinking has a peculiarity of its own in that next to itself it loves to think about something which it can think about for ever for that reason the life of the cultured and thinking man is a constant study and meditation on the beautiful riddle of his destiny he is always defining it in a new way for just that is his entire destiny to be defined and to define only in the search itself does the human mind discover the secret that it seeks but what then is it that defines or is defined. Among men it is the nameless, and what is the nameless among women? The Indefinite, with a capital I. The Indefinite is more mysterious, but the definite has greater magic power. The charming confusion of the indefinite is more romantic, but the noble refinement of the definite as more of genius. The beauty of the indefinite is perishable, like the life of the flowers and the everlasting youth of mortal feelings. The energy of the definite is transitory, like a genuine storm and genuine inspiration. Who can measure and compare two things which have endless worth, when both are held together in the real definiteness which is intended to fill all gaps, and to act as mediator between the male and female, individual and infinite humanity. Definite and indefinite were capitalized in the above quotation. The definite and the indefinite, both capitalized, and the entire abundance of their definite and indefinite relations THAT IS THE ONE AND ALL, THE MOST WONDERFUL, AND YET THE SIMPLEST, THE SIMPLEST, AND YET THE HIGHEST. THE UNIVERSE ITSELF IS ONLY A TOY OF THE DEFINITE AND THE INDEFINITE, BOTH CAPITALIZED, AND THE REAL DEFINITION OF THE DEFINABLE IS AN ALLEGORICAL MINIATURE OF THE LIFE AND ACTIVITY OF EVER-FLOWING CREATION with everlasting immutable symmetry both strive in different ways to get near to the infinite and to escape from it infinite is capitalized with light but sure advances the indefinite expands its native wish from the beautiful center of finiteness into the boundless complete definiteness on the other hand throws itself with a bold leap out of the blissful dream of the infinite will into the limits of the finite deed and by self-refinement ever increases in magnanimous self-restraint and beautiful self-sufficiency infinite and finiteness and definiteness were all capitalized in that paragraph in this symmetry is also revealed the incredible humour with which consistent nature With a capital n accomplishes her most universal and her most simple antithesis even in the most delicate and most artistic organization these comical points of the great all reveal themselves all is capitalized like a miniature with roguish significance and give to all individuality which exists only by them and by the seriousness of their play its final rounding and perfection. Through this individuality and that allegory the bright ideal of witty sensuality blooms forth from the striving of the unconditioned. Unconditioned is capitalized. Now everything is clear, hence the omnipresence of the nameless unknown divinity, Nature herself wills the everlasting succession of constantly repeated efforts, and she wills too that every individual shall be complete, unique, and new in himself, a true image of the supreme, indivisible individuality. Individuality is capitalized. Sinking deeper into this individuality, with a capital I, my reflection. With a capital R, took such an individual turn that it presently began to cease and to forget itself. Quote, what point have all these illusions, which with senseless sense on the outward boundaries of sensuality, or rather in the middle of it, I will not say play, but contend with each other? End quote. So you will surely ask, and so the good Juliana would ask, though no doubt in different language. Dear beloved, with a capital B, shall the nosegay contain only demure roses, quiet forget-me-nots, modest violets, and other maiden-like and child-like flowers? May it not contain anything and everything that shines strangely in wonderful glory? masculine awkwardness is a manifold thing and rich in blossoms and fruits of all kinds let the wonderful plant which i will not name have its place it will serve at least as a foil to the bright gleaming pomegranate and the yellow oranges or should there be perhaps instead of this motley abundance only one perfect flower which combines all the beauties of the rest and renders their existence superfluous i do not apologize for doing what i should rather like to do again with full confidence in your objective sense for the artistic productions of the awkwardness which often and not unwillingly borrows material for its creations from masculine inspiration It is a soft furiosimo and a clever adagio of friendship. You will be able to learn various things from it, that men can hate with as uncommon delicacy as you can love, that they then remold a wrangle after it is over into a distinction, and that you may make as many observations about it as pleases you. End of a Reflection